Yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome to Talk Football with Killer Podcast. And today's episode is going to be very interesting because the Premier League is back, babies. La Liga is back and Bundesliga is back. So there are a lot of things to talk about. We're going to have so much fun analyzing all the sports events that happened this past weekend. Let's get it. Let's get it. So for the first time in a long time, we had a lot of club football matches to watch this past weekend and it was electric. A lot of games, a lot of action, a lot of drama. So um, it was start in the Premier League and in the Premier League, Chelsea, Chelsea won at home to Crystal Palace. And the moment of the game was when Trevor Chalobah scored and, you know, all the Chelsea players ran to meet him and hugged him. And it was very beautiful to watch for me as a Chelsea fan. Then at Old Trafford, man, Man United were cooking, yeah? Fernandez scored his first hat-trick for the club. It was a very nice moment. And Paul Pogba, guess what? Paul Pogba had four assists. It was crazy, man. It was, it was electric at Old Trafford. Then Liverpool, being Liverpool, with Salah, Mr. Reliable, they won. Um, they won Norwich City 3-0. Then the surprise of the week actually came when Manchester City lost to Tottenham Hotspur. And the 100 million sign in Jack Grealish was very underwhelming. Like, you know, he was just falling down, didn't create much chances, and didn't get any clean chance to even score. It was underwhelming from him. Meanwhile, Spurs, they were cooking, yeah? Um, Human Son was amazing as usual, you know, it was crazy. Then Arsenal also lost this weekend. I don't know if I should call that a surprise because Arsenal have been underwhelming for a very long time now. And even the true Arsenal fans were not really confident for that match against. A newly promoted side, the side playing um, Premier League football for the first time in their history, man. It was, I don't know what to talk about that. I think we should have an Arsenal fan to analyse what happened, really. Then Leicester City actually won. Jamie Vardy with the winner. Then in La Liga, Real Madrid won the game. And um, I think Benzema is so happy now that Lionel Messi is no longer in La Liga. So he could win his first La Liga golden boot, the Pichichi. So he scored. Then Barcelona won, yeah, to against uh, Sociedad. You know, it was a high-scoring game, 4-2. And Barcelona actually played well without Lionel Messi until maybe the end where they were a little bit nervous when the game was at 3-2. But they actually performed better than we expected. We thought that it would be all doom and gloom, you know, um, the last part of the um, the early part of Messi's departure. But they actually did very well. The Atletico Madrid won that as the defending champions with Joaquin Correa getting two goals for them. So it was a nice weekend. Um, a lot of things happened, but I think no, no too many surprises. Surprises were not plenty. The only surprise was Masti losing to Tottenham Hotspur. So it's crazy. So let's get deep into the analysis and let's have some fans of um, some big clubs come over to analyze their team's performances. All right, guys, our first guest is Daniel, a Manchester United fan, a diehard Manchester United fan, and I've known him for a long time. A very passionate Bruno fan. So, um, Daniel, say hi to our listeners. Huh? Yeah, my name is Daniel Fakoya, my United fan since like 2004. So, oh, wow, you know, yeah, to... Messi is my good. <laughs> no, man, you know, boy, you know, boy. <laughs> As, as it should be now, as it should be. Yeah. 
So Daniel, how how would you assess your match versus Leeds? What what are your thoughts about the game? About the game, yeah. I think we played well. We played well. We played very well. But you know, Leeds as a team, they don't defend. So okay. all their mind is always based on is they they are they are based on just attacking and attacking and attacking. And we and I thank God that we capitalized on that. They created a lot of pockets of spaces that we played that we're able to play into and we actually utilize those spaces well and we got enough goals we scored, we scored five goals you should have been more though you should have been more assuming we had aj don sancho from the beginning okay. of the, instead of a daniel gym we should have scored at least six to seven goals or even yeah goals. i think it happened last season you guys scored six against them last season yeah, exactly I a regular customer. If Rashford was playing too, I, I expect it yeah. to be more than six. Exactly. So, um, I watched that game as a neutral or a rival as, a, as I'm a Chelsea fan. So, yeah. um, I noticed some improvements from my part. I also noticed some new weaknesses, although we cannot judge you guys because it's the first game. So, you on your path, do you notice any improvement from last season? Um, anybody that like maybe stepped up a little bit and impressed yeah. you? Yeah, yeah. Mark Tomini, score Mark Tomini, yeah. Score Mark Stoss. Okay, he he he's a major improvement from last season. Didn't improve from last season. All over the place. You see, I've noticed Mark Tomini since since the final against Villarreal. Okay. He was everywhere, busting his lungs, up and down, box to box. The same thing he did again yesterday. For okay, chill, that... chill. For me, a Chelsea fan, is it, is it your Ngolo Kante now? Do you guys still need a DM in the market? Yeah, we, we sure need a DM. I don't think, I don't think Mark Tomine is good enough to be our DM because he has, he has some passing problems. He's not really, he's not, he's not really a good passer of the ball. And if you want to play as a DM in, especially in Manchester United, you need to, you need to be a very good passer. Let's look at the likes of Michael Carrick, Roy Keane. Those are traditional DMs that played for Man United, and you know them very well. They were very good passers. So yes. if you want, if you want to play as a DM, man, you you have to know how to pass the ball, and you have to and you have to know how to win the ball very well. So I don't see McTominay is that good. He's not a good tackler. But to be honest, yesterday and against that match against Villarreal, man, he impressed me a lot. Forget about the four assists of Pogba expected. Forget about the Bruno Fernandez hat trick. Not surprised. But McTominay, man. That guy really uh, it makes it makes a lot of sense. You just talked about Bruno Fernandez, and anybody who knows me personally and I've had a football argument with me personally knows that I do not. I'm not a fan of Bruno Fernandez, but I cannot lie that this guy is inevitable. Every day, inevitable, I, I expect him because I expect him to like drop his thinker, and this guy always disgraces me, embarrasses me. It's so bad that. My FPL, like you know, everybody bases their FPL off Salah and Fernandez. Yeah, yeah. I was with a friend of mine, I was like, yo, Fernandez is not going to get 10 goals this season. <laughs> I keep my hand on my chest. And the next thing, I was watching the match with this same friend, and boom, I said, one goal, yeah, now, number one goal, let's forget. Two, I said, Jesus is low. What the fuck? Hat trick, fucking hell. Like, why, do, why, did, why did I allow my own, um, I don't know, um, emotion to get over me? You understand? So I have to admit, uh, I'm sure a lot of people will be surprised no. to hear me say it. But I'm no. doing this because in my first episode, I said I'm going to be unbiased in analyzing players. Bruno Fernandes, amazing player. So what do you think? Like, what do you think about his performance? What do you think? How how important is he, is he to Manchester United? Is he your Ronaldo? Is he your Rooney? Is he, has he reached that level of importance for you guys at Manchester United? 
I think for Bruno Fernandes, he's our best player. Forget about Pogba. And <laughs> <laughs> a problem, bro. Yeah, now go on. Why? Why is he your your best player? How? Exactly. He's a, he has been a he has been a most impactful player since he has stepped on the pitch to play for Man United. That's why I feel he is our best player. Because if you remove Bruno from Man United, there's going to be a big problem. Creativity wise, goal scoring wise, there's going to be a big problem. So why not? Why call him our best player? You are very, very correct. But now, uh, during the time I used to have an agenda against Bruno Fernandes because he is breaking records and I'm a Chelsea fan, of course. Frank Lampard yeah. remains my greatest Chelsea player ever. <laughs> So I we I've had debates people regarding his position because I feel he plays too high up the field. And yeah. yesterday was a perfect example because when I yeah. checked the average positions, he played as high as almost as high yeah. as a striker. Yes. And yes. I noticed two of the goals were last man wrong. Like yeah. a, yes. a, an attacking midfielder like Kevin De Bruyne would yeah. not be seen receiving Never. a pass from the defense over the last man. So Never. what do you have to say? Because me, I feel okay, he's he 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 can play the eight, he can play as a ten. But I also yeah. feel he plays as a nine. So what yes. do you think about his positioning? I think the position yes um against Leeds, sorry, was based on Leeds' style of play. Huh. That's what that's what I think. It was a tactical decision made by Oligana Social. So if if you watch that game very well, they didn't have Calvin Phillips in that game. To pin, yeah. him, to pin him down. So it was it was very easy for Bruce to roam around pocket of space in front of the two center backs alright if you're watching very well he was just running around that pocket of space there was no DM to hold him down so I feel he, he he's our farthest player he was our farthest player of the, of the pitch that day, to be honest Even so he played he, us Anna. and Ole came out to say something I don't know whether I'm just um, reading between the lines but he said that for you to be a forward a forward at Manchester United you have to be ruthless yeah. Fernandez is ruthless so me, yeah. this only proves my agenda that sometimes we praise him. Even as a striker, Bruno is exceptional, the assists yeah. and the goals. Yeah. But we should still acknowledge the fact that he's giving more room or more space to run into than an average attacking midfielder is usually given. Because if we're looking at attacking midfielders, we'll look at Kevin De Bruyne as the standard. Yeah. And Kevin doesn't go deep. Most of Kevin's goals are like maybe late runs or outside mm. shots. Or, do you understand? Yeah, so, I get it. My agenda is a bit justified. Thank you, Olegona Sosha, for helping me out so I don't look like a mad person. <laughs> so, moving on, moving on. The controversial player of Manchester United. Like, this guy, controversial for the... He's the only player I've seen that he's, he causes controversy in his own fan base. He causes controversy outside his own fan base because there are two um, factions of Manchester United fans now. Pogba in, Pogba out. You know? First of all, I'll ask you, are you Pogba in or Pogba out? I'm Pogba in, always Pogba in, always, I've always been Pogba in. <laughs> okay, yesterday's performance was electric, but again, I will still give you the Chelsea rival perspective, then you will give me the Manchester United perspective. He okay. did it, we all know, nobody will open his mouth to say Pogba is not exceptional, that person is a liar, you know, I even rate him slightly higher than Fernandez. But yeah. where we get joy in bantering Manchester United fans is the fact that it's not consistent. You know, Pogba... Yeah. Once in a while, we pull up, we pull a performance that yo, you it will be jaw dropping and everybody will be applauding. Rivals, I've seen it countless times when rivals go and say, yo, this Pogba is crazy. But yeah. what we get joy is that the next match he goes, the next match he gives the ball away, and you guys can see the next match he tries 
some pass in the next match, he doesn't mark, mark his man. So, what do you think? You think now that you know his, his contract is expiring at the end of this uh, yes. season, you yes. think he should be given? Obviously, he has to be given an improved contract. You think he has earned that improved contract for Manchester United? Ah, <clears throat> this one. <laughs> I, I, so I knew it was going to be a controversial question. It's Pogba. <laughs> Pogba questions can never be easy, you know. Let <laughs> go Pogba. Nothing is easy, like yeah. But to me, though, to me, to me, I think he needs a salary rise. He needs it because number one, number one, this is his. This might be his last major contract. In fact, yeah, seven. This is his last major contract. He needs that salary rise. And to be honest, before Bruno Fernandes, Pogba has been the man. He has been Pogba has been Man United. To be honest, if you look at it, our most chances created Pogba before Bruno Fernandes. Though, most chances created Pogba. Most goals Pogba. When we have strikers, we have Rashford, we have. Um, Marshall. Yeah, there was a season. I can't remember the season. I think under Jose Mourinho, he was top for goals, top it for assists for Manchester United. Plenty from midfield. Um, season. The season we appointed Oligan Social. The season. Okay, was well, that season? Yeah, so that season. Yeah, that season. So, it was top scorer, top assist, most dribbles, most passes to the opposition box, most chances created. It was even the four. Like, I think I think he ended up being the third best midfielder in the world that season. Hmm, that's yeah. crazy. So, for Pogba, for me, deserves that salary rise. Because, let's look at Pogba in France, man. Look at Pogba in France. World class, easily. Easily. Easily, like, easily. I feel the problem we have, the problem we have is a defensive midfielder. For us to enjoy Paul Pogba, like we did under Murillo, more than Murillo, I think Murillo's second season is if we get a good defensive midfielder. Look at Pogba and Mourinho's second season now. When we just got him, maybe had Matic. Good Matic. Pogba was free. Bro. But ah. this is where we rivals again get joy from because we, since you signed Pogba, there's this statement you guys use unlocking Pogba. We need yeah. this person to unlock Pogba. You guys signed Fred to unlock Pogba. I remember the conversation yeah. some of us had. You know, you guys signed um, Bruno Fernandes also to unlock Pogba to, to share the responsibilities and a quality player in my opinion should not need too many players around him to make him good look at Fernandes Fernandes did not need anybody to unlock him he just yeah, slotted yeah, straight yeah, so yeah. don't you think Pogba needs because now you signed Fred and Fred did not do the role perfectly and now you're looking you're the market you're looking for a defensive midfielder to do a role just so that he could free Pogba don't you think he's taking too much for you to see his true potential his true talent I, I don't I don't think so because we know we know the talent is there. We know it is there obviously. But I don't think he's taking so much. Because he's our boy from the academy. So I, I don't think he's taking so much. He's one of the best midfielders out there. If we sell Pokemon now, where are we going to see another midfielder that will that's be the, that's a very, very good point because in as much as he's inconsistent, when he's consistent, when he's when he's when good, when he's on his day, nobody day, can do what he does. Day. That's the fact. As a rival, I have to admit this because I enjoy watching France for my country. But when I see Pogba while watching my country, I was like, "Yo, this nigga." You know, because he's chill. Now he said it. Now Kante has nylon busting up and down the field for him. So once he has the ball, he's free, just to create that or like move. You know, happy in runs, just create. So I, I feel, right. I feel okay. we are making enough runs for him. Even sometimes, yeah, we are not making enough runs for for Pogba. 
make those 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 passes. But it's calm, Shah. This season, I know a lot of things are going to change this season. Oligana Social is here to help us. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, thank you for talking about Oligana Social. I'm going to ask you about your whole team now because there's a lot of buzz here. Yeah. I watched yeah. the match and you know seeing a full old Trafford going crazy and you guys okay. gave them a show, you know. So let's let's not lie. The expectation this season is high. At least a trophy should come out. At least yeah. you should yeah, reach the quarterfinals. Semi-finals not too hard of the Champions League. And you must challenge. Because even last year you were second, but let's not deceive ourselves. That was not a challenge. Man City won the league weeks That's before all. the league ended. So That's what are all. your expectations That's for Oligone Solskjaer? Because this is like his third, his third or fourth year. What do you expect from him this season? A trophy. A trophy. That's all I expect. We don't care. We don't want to come. We don't want to come third. We don't want to get to the semi-finals again. Or we don't want to lose the final again. We want a trophy. If he does not deliver a trophy, then it's time up for him, man. Time up. Just leave. It should it's leave. time up for him. But, exactly. but there's this thing United fans also say too, and I will still bring it up again because the fact that I'm a Chelsea fan needs to be emphasized. You know, we yeah. at Chelsea, we have this philosophy that we just want to win. You know, we'll sack yeah. you. We don't care. Like, if we could sack our highest goal scorer, Sure. Our highest assistant, I don't, I think so. If we could sack him, you know, anybody can be sacked. Yeah. So now, anytime I discuss, because I'm a big Ole creative guy, I feel your squad is talented. If it's too small, at least an FA Cup should be, should, yeah, should be there, you know. Sure. So, um, you guys keep talking about a project, about a project, a project, like, you know. So I want to know what you think because at the end of the day, now, my United fan told me last week that more, it's not about the trophies, you know. It's not about like Chelsea win trophies, but they are losing their identity. Mind you have an identity. So sacking Ole isn't it counterproductive? Doesn't it destroy? Because you guys would have sacked him two seasons, two seasons ago. But you guys yeah. said no, we have the identity. So after four years, you're not sacking him, no trophy. Isn't it a little bit too heavy? Like, you know, you're now throwing away a product of four years. What do you think about that? Yeah, I I, I actually think about I've actually thought about this thing too, because and I always pray sometimes that I just pray that what this man has done. Because the work, because he has really worked. I just feel that the work he has done shouldn't get destroyed. No, sorry, shouldn't get destroyed by. Or sorry, the work he has done shouldn't be. Um, another person should not come and enjoy it. Yeah, I get you. He has the squad now. We have Sancho Varane. He has the squad. I just pray that he gets the trophy he wants. Because to be honest, Oligon Asoja is a Man United fan. He's a Man United. He has been a Man United player, and he's our coach. So he is the one we need, and we Man United fans know that he's the one that's going to take us to glory. I just pray he takes us to that place where we belong, cause he has tried. And it would be, it would be, it would be very sad if another man that he even walk just comes and enjoy what he has done. Cause bro, he has the squad. He has no excuse this time. He has the squad. It's enough at least to buy Carabao Cup or. <laughs> Or AFA Cup, to be honest. Inshallah, like you, I hope I hope he enjoys the fruits of his labor. Exactly. So, outside Manchester United fan, I will ask you as as a neutral now to like yeah. drop your top four prediction. Who do you think is making top four this season in the Premier League? Okay, top four this season. With all I saw in Game Corn, though, in Game Corn, I'm mean, like, it's won't change from last season. Liverpool, Man City, Chelsea, Man United, it's won't change. So can you arrange it in order? Okay. Mine first for you then. Who, who follows okay. them? Twenty one now. Twenty one is coming. So mine I first. Obviously then. 
I think Chelsea second because right now, now, bro, Chelsea is scary. I won't lie to you, man. Chelsea is cooking, guy. They fear that guy. Chelsea they second. Will come in. Liverpool third, Man City first. I, I, ah. I'm even having doubts in the even Man City. Pep Guardiola finishing fourth in a league race I'm, for the first time in his life. Is you I'm, think I'm that's possible? About that team this time, man, because they never make it and uh, make champions. Oh, well, they, 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 they won the league last season and now they've reinforced their team. They got in Jagrilish. Don't forget about that team, bro. The last time, the last time, um, um, the, the reigning champion in Premier League won, um, lost their opening game. That team didn't qualify for the Champions League the next season. What team is that? that Chelsea. This time is not Chelsea. This time is not Chelsea. <laughs> okay, this is a very this is a very big call though. Same as still will be fourth, not third, not second. So Daniel, second. thank you very much for hopping on today's podcast. I'm looking forward to hearing from you again because someone gave us some insightful opinions. So thank you, yeah. thank you. Thank you very thank much. You. I'll be looking forward to be here too again. I love talking about sports, you know. <laughs> but this time I want to talk about something neutral, not my United related. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's let's see what happens. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Yeah, no, bro. Goodbye, bro. Thank you very much, bro.